scintillate. Hemlicka hi, Hemlicka ho. Listen to Common Ride with me. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Kip. With me is Steph. Hey, Steph. Hello. And David. Hey, David. Hey. I don't know why I went to uh, Pee Wee Herman for that, but hey. <laughs> yeah, it works. Whatever. Well, we were all there with you. It's fine. It's the book club, though. We're here to talk about our esteemed um, Chagerod series, which is a very serious and deliberate <laughs> drama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The most dramatic of the dramas. I, hey, we'll, we'll talk about those last oh, episode yeah, or two. I was two. about to say, I really can't no, no, be no. Too, uh, too facetious about that, considering the territory we get into here. I mean, the thing about Toku for me is that, like, it's, like, inherently a little bit smaller scale. And, like, it's, like, treating, like, not serious stuff seriously. So it's just, like, oh, it does end up being, like, some pretty affecting stories sometimes, you know? It does, but, it, you know, just Toku by its nature also, because it tends to be a little bit more, you know, dramatic, uh, it, it tends to take those storylines and make them very uh, soap operatic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that's, like, dramatic even for soap operas. But, you know, every once in a while you come across a good one, but you do start to see, like, some common themes playing out the more of these you watch. I'm so excited that, like, you said that stuff because like the like big like uh early 2000s like common rider shows that got super popular were basically changer on with like more sporadic comedy and like more angst Ugh. yeah you're not wrong that, that sounds horrible though <laughs> i still think they're great but like i also haven't watched some of them for a long time but um it's clear watching the show though how much was patterned off of this like probably because like this writer goes on to like be so involved but also just like oh this is just like half of the template like that like they're still using now kind of in like a lot of these shows oh yeah definitely it just like i said like there's a lot of these where you can see these common themes play Mm -hmm. out and one point we'll get to later as we talk about um a couple episodes in is one that we've seen play out over like almost every series now so yeah there are some things that just keep popping up but you get that because that's what works like story-wise so i don't know it's just interesting to see how each series handles like these things that you know you almost have to do to be considered legit i really um appreciate how like 10 years after changer on we see that um in a way goes back and says what if Akira was also in Comrade Kiva and just makes a character that's basically him, but like the world's greatest violinist? It's very funny. <laughs> but it worked though, right? Exactly. Yeah. He's like the character that most people remember from that show, basically. Yeah. There you go. But um, so just to let people know though, uh, this is a deep into our Changer on uh, book club where the past. Uh, couple of months we've been looking at this show and in a 
couple of uh, weeks, months now, we'll uh, be switching over to a new show. But uh, we are covering today uh, episodes 25 to 29, a five-episode chunk um, of Shane on. And I just um, first wanted to ask you, Steph, since you were here last time, was there anything that like really stood out in the last string of episodes? Like any like jokes or moments or like bits? Oh man, it, that was actually a really good chunk of episodes. Also, like we've been on a really great run here. Um, I know that like in general, I'm not big for clip shows, but I did appreciate the fact that they called back the uh, "Hey, Miss Pudding." moments because those are absolutely some of my favorite Hiyami moments just him trying his best to flirt and just being such a clueless himbo um <coughs> and I really liked how they um established Zaphire and that because it was such like you know it's really we're starting to really see the effects of all that in this this batch that we're watching now but uh, like she turned into my favorite character almost immediately anyway and then to get to kind of see that start to continue on and see those storylines come together, I just enjoyed the hell out of. What do you think of the episode uh, with the old man that had the treasure? I absolutely laughed my ass off. Like, to me, like, I know that there were some emotional moments to that show, but it just, it was so almost cartoony in the way that it played out that I couldn't help but love it. Like, I knew there were serious consequences, but it was just so silly and so much fun and um kind of watching everybody have to come together to, to like run the scam was just hilarious mm, yeah no um i'm uh glad we're all back though because like you mentioned like i love this run and like it's very funny how these shows can be so patently ridiculous including like this one that is just like a slapstick like comedy but still make you feel something in the end Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about shows like this, though, is that they can, like, take you to these really dark emotional places and then just in the very next scene do something so insane that you find yourself laughing whether you thought you were going to or not. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, we did get some questions, though, and some were kind of like, uh, I grouped these based off of questions or parts of questions that were about kind of like what we're thinking about in the near future or like how we cover stuff. So, um, want to read the uh, quest the question from Q, David? Okay, question from Q is: How do you pick series to cover, and will you look at Gowranger? 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 I don't know. I think they sp spelled that wrong, but sh show that in a second because that's actually like a cool point. Uh, but um, how do we pick something t to cover? Uh, we kind of just pick what's cool. I think what seems like fun. Kind of, yeah. Like I think. Uh, I mean, when we picked Garo, I I think I pushed a little yeah, bit you brought for that, that up. because it's it's always been in the back of my brain being like, maybe I should watch Garo. Maybe I should watch Garo, right? <laughs> and this gives me an excuse to suggest like, hey, like, let's watch this show and take a look at it. And turns out Garo was pretty all right, surprisingly. I like to make lists and like, I'm like, oh, there's so much like good stuff we look at. Like, oh, like here's this thing about like how a small town deals with demons. Isn't this cool? But, like I w am trying to get better at making smaller lists because I could like do anything. Um, but I do like just like picking something that's like not like not that high, like Change Runner or, or like like Garo and just being like, 
what's this? This is weird. Like I've been thinking like for Changer on like for a while I was thinking, what's this weird show with a dumb suit? <laughs> right, right. What do you think about like how we pick stuff, Steph? I I feel like I, I'm always kind of um because I am the person that knows the least about any of this. I, I feel like when it comes to us making decisions like this, I'm very much on the side of just letting you guys kind of pitch your ideas and picking like on the spot what sounds the most interesting to me. And I don't like do backwards research on this. Like if you give me a list of things, I'll look at exactly what you told me, what your synopsis of it was, and I'll pick from there um i don't like to do background research because i've found out i get way too many spoilers if i do um so for me i am very much like go with the flow whatever you guys feel like is going to be the next cool thing i'm there for it because i don't really know a difference i'm still trying to like figure out the differences between you know these different time periods and these mythologies and everything so i'm just I, i'm just down to clown like it's hard too is like i feel like looked up like a wikipedia page for like change on like like you'd be like oh um and this guy's also change on when really it was one episode they body swap <laughs> and like the way that like information is out there is like not good for like looking at stuff and like even like being a fan and trying not to like read theories or read stuff it's like hard to be like hey can i like recommend this like mm -hmm. you know it's a it's hard, but like I kind of think just trying to pick stuff that's like fun to talk about, maybe like a little different than before. Yeah, I and it's different for me too because I think um, the way that I learned that lesson was maybe the first one or two things that we ever like chose to talk about. Not only did I watch it, but I like tried to find some media around it, and I got spoiled like pretty easily on things that I thought were you know not that big of a deal. Um, so now it's a much more important thing for me to just be like well i'm just gonna take the advice and kind of go with the flow on it no yeah and also like it's hard too is like on the other show of geese for example there's like months in advance like magazine spoilers and shit for that you know and like i just have to like be like i'm complete media blackout on this you know i'm yeah talking about it i mean yeah that like that was me too like when i was watching geese i haven't i haven't kept up i watched like the first like maybe five episodes um but like I, I caught the first episode and then immediately during the commercial break, they played like suit spoilers for stuff that wasn't going to happen until like episode four or five. Wow. And it's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, obviously, maybe kids don't give a shit because like toys cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's very weird that they do that a lot. Well, on the Toku subreddit, I actually had to um, start kind of muting certain subjects because everybody like recently has been talking a lot about Geats. And I didn't know if that was something we were ever going to cover. So I was petrified. I was going to like accidentally click a link and look at something where it was like gave away the entire plot line of the show or something. Um, so that's the other thing. Like there are I, I like looking at the subreddits for things we've already covered, but I'm just so ignorant in this world that there are so many more things where I'm like, oh, better not look at that just in case. Well, also just like, I don't want to repeat other people's thoughts on something like right, right now in the other show, there's a show that we're watching where I definitely do not like it as much as people talk about it. 
and like, I could just say, oh, this is like beloved show that's like one of the best. I'm like, this is a, this is a show. Uh, I'm glad this guy's dad is here now. That's cool. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, their other question though, um, they did give more detail, so I think I found the show they were talking about, which is uh, I'm gonna let David do his proper pronunciation trick he does where he pronounces things correctly. There you go. Shogigi Gauraigan. Okay, and here's the picture of the poster. A Gauraigan Gauraigan. Ah, shit. Is this is this Chinese Garo? No, this is the writer of Shangeron and the creator of Garo teamed up for a 13-episode series in 2013. Fuck yes. We are 100% <laughs> watching this. That's Hell not even yeah. a question. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking, like, there's two fun compromise series, like, potentially after Shangeron, but I was like, 13 episodes, that would be nice. Just like... Yeah. This is like... Let's let's have a little party with it. We'll do some comparisons. Man, this is like when peanut butter met jam. It's just like, <laughs> boom. Yeah, so I know that, like, this is, like, firmly in, like, one of those, like, toku shows for, like, adults, which can be hit or miss. Um, like, it could can be. be. But we've had pretty positive experiences with them, Listen, I Listen, I see a dude who looks like a fucking monkey garo man. I'm in. I love in. it. I'm here, yeah. Everything about this poster is so wildly dramatic that I just the, I can't wait to dive into it. Samurai dude. Yes. There's Wukong as Garo. There's a guy that like really screams ancient evil samurai, like ancient Egypt fucked a samurai. Looks and like I'm it's got some it. sci-fi elements to it. Yeah, just judging it, it off looks the like they're in space. Yeah. yeah. There's some lady who may or may not be. No, she's definitely a schoolgirl. I can see what she's wearing. <laughs> This is a, yeah, this is pretty much nerd heaven right here, just in this poster. Well, so for a while, like, I'd seen, like, some of the first episode of this show, and I was like, man, like, another one of those, like, not mainstream, like, toku series where, like, it's like, oh, and there's some girl, and she meets the hero, and she's like, oh, yeah, this is my story, except for it's not. However, <laughs> I did see it's the same creator as Garo, so hey, there's certain repetitions here, just he mm. loves when a woman beats the hero that's kind of hot. Yeah, kind of fucked up, but no. Um, I don't know anything about this, but I wonder if like having seen like Changeron and like Garo, like like, will just be like pointing like that, that, that. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> I mean, knowing us, we probably will. But I don't know. It just sounds like a lot of fun. How? Because Changeron is came out in '96, and Garo was like mid 2000s 2006 so they have a separation of 10 years this and this came out years. when uh 2013 oh so this is after all of them okay oh, maybe wow. they've oh man hmm. now i'm getting even yeah. like more excited because i'm like hmm. this is also after the two inoue um the common riders nice uh after ryuki and uh after fies and kiva uh, fies and kiva sorry yes oh ryuki's Akira's actors in Ryuki, Yes, yeah. Why. I was just gonna say, congratulations, Q. I think you just suggested our next series for us. So. You go, Q. Good job. If we, or when at this point, uh, we do end up doing Ryuki, uh, mm. I'm so excited because there's like a 2019 like weird crossover, but mostly just let's get a bunch of old dudes like to come back for a minute, like special that they do. Yes. It's like online only has like 
the first canonic gay sex and writer and just like uh, it's a wild oh my hot are we going to need to like publish youtube clips or something do we need to like add to the marketing here uh you know uh there's a lot of uh content um for p- people that love men man there's a lot of tokusatsu content for that <laughs> seems like but no um let's um combine actually um let's read uh, the questions um from Antipode and from Jesse's stuff, if you want to, and then we'll kind of like tackle them together, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. And these are both really great questions. So, Antipode says, What are some non Japanese or non common writer toku you're interested in talking about? Why have you not talked about that more? So, before you guys answer that, I'm going to go on to Jesse's question also, so you can kind of think about them both at once. Um, Jesse says, have you seen the new Power Ranger series Comic Fury suits and designs? You haven't covered Power Rangers for a few years, and would you like to look at the new series? So Cosmic Fury is the one that's going on right now? It's coming out. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a poster for it the other day. Is that the one, Kip, just correct me if I'm wrong here, is that the one that's supposed to have like a female protagonist? It has a female Red Ranger for the first time, yeah. That's what it was, yes. I remember seeing some controversy around that. Why? Why? Like, what's the controversy? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, <laughs> honestly. Like, I feel like we're in 2023 now. This really shouldn't be that big of a shock thing. But, you know, you always get purists in any, you know, fan club. And unfortunately, sometimes they're toxic in their puritanism. Is the theme dinosaurs again? So this is actually the third um, like series with the same cast that was dinosaurs the past two years. They're coming back in space with the first all-American suits. Oh, interesting. Oh, wait. So these are not, not uh, ripped from the, the toku from Japan. So they're based off it. It's like, oh, they went to space and their suits got like changed, I think is the vibe. Okay. But they're still based off of that original. They did a very uh. There's another show that specifically did that. Oh yeah, um, like there's like the like Korean like Sentai. Yeah, something like that. Where it's like, yeah, it it was like, oh, they were. It's what is it? It's a very very Beast Wars type of Mm -hmm. type of thing where they go from animals to like the trans metally dudes, and they just kind of divorce themselves from that first season a little bit. I, I would totally be down to, for this just for the simple fact that uh, when I first responded to a post that Kip had made on Reddit and asked him like to kind of break down Sentai for me, he was like, did you ever watch Power Rangers? <laughs> so that was like the only connection I could ever make because, yeah, that was the only Sentai show I had ever watched in my very American childhood. Um so it gave me something to make comparisons to. So yeah, I'm all about doing anything Power Rangers related because I feel like that was my jumping off point and I have just loved everything about Sentai ever since. So these suits I think are based off of the ones they had, but they're like new and like half the team has new colors, like the Red Rangers now like silver and the like pink rangers now red and the leader, which like people are happy about. Cause yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the series that is really based off um, what is this Kishiryu Sentai Ryu Soldier? So it's like yeah, we talked about that one recently because they're not dragons, they're like dinosaurs. You were no, so it Kishiryu 
is is literally dragon and um <laughs> Kish, Kishi means knight. We heard that a lot yeah, in yeah. Gato. Mm-hmm. And Ryu is dragon, so it's literally like Dragon Knight, Sentai Dragon Soldier. But they were drag. But they were. But they look like dinosaurs. Yeah, like very yeah. clearly they look like dinosaurs. But I'm not a hundred percent on these costumes, but I respect the fact that they're trying to make them their own. <laughs> like I'm super out of the loop on Power Rangers, like ten, fifteen years. So and that's what I feel like too. Like I. It... In a couple of months, I'm going to be 40, so I literally remember the first iteration of American Power Rangers. So to me, this is just like, oh, look at those Zoomers. They're really doing it for themselves. I just don't get entirely. The one, the only one out of these new ones that I absolutely fucking hate and think looks awful is the far left yellow one. I hate all the capes. I'm just going to be honest. I, I just no. hate capes that much. But they're knights. They gotta have capes. Come on. I guess. Just not my favorite. That is like a very Japanese um, <laughs> thing. Like, anytime they put knights in something, they always have to have a cape. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, you look at Garo, you look at this. Uh, there's like so many other things that if they have like a knight theme, the knight always has a cape. It's like a requirement. It's like, you know, the helmet That's in true. Toku. You have to have yeah. it. Yeah, that's very much a personal thing. Like, I need to get past that, I know. I just, it, there's that part of my brain that's like, man, that's just so impractical. And I know I need to get past it. It's entirely a fantasy series. But How do you feel about long scarves? I, I, ugh. I, all I can think about are, like, OSHA violations. And I'm sorry, that's because I work in construction. So, <laughs> like, my autumn. to a lathe. Yeah, my automatic thought is, oh, God, you're going to get that caught in a machine. and. That's it. just the amount of paperwork we're going to have to fill out. Do we have to do this right now? <laughs> oh, no. Akira went into the wood chipper again. And Akira would be the one to do it, honestly. He would definitely get stuck in the wood chipper. <laughs> and Rui would be the one to be like, oh, I got $500,000 in insurance money. Let me spend it all on, like, planters. Yeah. Wood chips. Keychains, exactly. Like, yeah. Should we get back? Two questions, though. I don't love the suits, but also for years when I was like a fan growing up, people just wanted let's have a series where like it's like space and the lore matters and a team stays over again and mm-hmm. like there's like new American suits. I think it looks cool. I have no clue what they did the past two seasons, but I'm assuming it made sense that they got a right. third season. So good for them, I guess. I'm like right now, like there's comics and people care about the lore and there's like new series coming out that like look like they have more effort i'm happy power rangers i guess but just it hasn't like come up because i hear that the comics are actually like really well written and like actually good and matter that's awesome did you see um the evil tommy uh character when he was out yeah yeah something like that why don't we actually become a book club and read a comic book (laughs) <laughs> I'd be down be for weird. doing that for like a bonus episode or something. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I've read like one manga in my life, and I would love to like get the experience of doing it again. Just to you know, whatever we were talking about at the time. But like, I just um think uh we do kind of stick to like a lot of the Japanese stuff just because like sometimes like it could be hit or miss if there's care put into mm-hmm. some non-japanese stuff mm. absolutely and i don't want to just 
be negative on something made without the right resources or like because like there's still people trying even if they're being set up to fail in certain ways and like i don't want to talk about the quality of like a show from 2008 that like i know they got no money for you know <laughs> that's kind of my thought. right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i feel like we're pretty good about that though like all of us when we're talking about a show we're very cognizant of the time period it was made i i, I feel like yeah we might be a little bit critical about some things like story-wise here or there but i think that we all make a conscious effort to like remember like okay if this was made in like 1998 it's not going to have the same like cinematic quality of something that's made now um so i don't ever really feel like we're being unfair in our criticism but you know i might be wrong i'm i'm entirely biased on my own opinions here so it's more that like it's kind of recent for like something like power rangers to be treated like a franchise that's like has any care so i like don't want to be like hey in 2008 when they got the minimum viable money to make 20 episodes or whatever. I don't want to like, just be like, man, it sucks that they have so little new footage and like stuff, you know? That's true. Especially because it kind of came to light that, uh, like producer rise, we really screwed over the actors in power Rangers. Totally. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that is yet another dark part of American history that we need to, uh, get our senators involved in I, th- I think another thing too <laughs> the is dark power rangers <laughs> sorry it's like the dark biden but it's the dark uh, power rangers uh dark zordon yeah dark Brandon. <laughs> exactly sorry david yeah no, no it's fine i think another thing too is that um we'll be probably a little bit more critical of stuff like acting in uh, a North American show because it is in our mother language as well, where there's oh, things like yeah. there's things about actors in Japanese where if you're not a native speaker, you're kind of like, okay, like that's just whatever, like they're just doing whatever. But when you'll notice it more when it's an actor in your own language, and you're just like, was it, like, is that the, is that the tone you want to put on that thing? Or like, would this be the way that someone acts? Like you're mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Right. Like I think, we would be more critical of it subconsciously than we would something like Changer on, but yeah, I, I no, know. I'm 100% with you, and I feel like that's kind of like the snob- snobbishness that comes with North Americans, and we like justifiably get a lot of hatred for that. Um, but I think that if you can like kind of get past your own nose and right. recognize that there are cultures who like have their own you know deities and mythology and in like stories around what they're creating there are so many beautiful things to experience in all these different kinds of media and it's just it's weird that like especially north america has this really like we're not going outside of our ideals policy about things especially with like media because look we're creating crap but everybody else is like doing really well uh last year i was on uh ranger splain uh for one of their episodes on uh power Rangers mystic force and how i understand it was that was one of the like better series in the lean years of just like the company that owned power Rangers not caring and it was a little rough to get 
things positive or just not negative to say or like get past certain parts of that neglect so that's kind of where i'm at where like if there's like newer stuff now and it's cool and like there's like a something specific but i think i've just kind of like a lot of lean years make me kind of not too keen i guess understandable to like know where to even start but um i'm glad they're getting like cool stuff um for non-power Ranger stuff or like um non-com rider stuff there's so much cool things um like i would love to look at like pre-cure which is not toku but like heirs of toku and stuff um a lot of like staff crossover for example mm. but it's just like time yeah mm-hmm. yep if we found like the right person to like be on the show to like talk about like pre-cure and like help us get it and see like <laughs> i'd be down for example but like yeah it's just um what do you want to do if your time so i was just like let's look at like these cool series that like we've heard like so much about and like for mm-hmm. like garo and like change i was like oh people were hyping these up forever so like i'd say hype up the reasons that what you like is cool and people are more more likely to look at it because like it could be hard if like i hadn't heard all the stuff about change i wouldn't have known to like say hey this is kind of a weird pick but you know right you yeah. you don't know what you don't know right like there's could be stuff out there that all three of us don't even know exists and is just absolutely stellar and we're just yeah. we're just unaware that it's there because for whatever reason when it released it wasn't popular or it's kind of underground or we just weren't in the know at the time and people like oh you don't know about fucking man turns into robot fights evil bad guy like <laughs> yeah no i didn't know that was a thing but yeah. thank you for letting me know now yeah and now that i know we're 100% going to watch that so send in your questions yep yeah like i didn't know that like that series go Rigan was like at all like had those just like bona fides and like now we're like probably gonna cover that next you know yeah like mm-hmm. n- now i'm like maybe i should just go watch this and be like is it good or not <laughs> yeah thanks for the question everybody but we still got a lot of change around to get through <laughs> can i can i do a a, a one second toku news yes. type thing toku news um recently uh, this came out, I think, last week, week before. So uh, Masahiro Inoue, who is a common writer decade. Yes, yes, yes. I heard about this. He become he became the CEO of AIC Rights, which is the IP holder of anime such as Bubblegum Crisis, Tenchi Mio, oh, and wow. Megazone 23. So I guess this man really loves Bubblegum Crisis Tenchi Muyo because <laughs> that's weird. But like, yeah, he's he's just he's now the CEO of that company, and that's kind of interesting because it was made like a kind of a big public thing. So that is interesting. Bubblegum Crisis is actually one of the ones that I have on my list to eventually watch. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Remake live action Bubblegum Crisis. Do it. We have the tech now. Do it. All right. All right. I'm putting it on my list. So he is a big old nerd who loves doing his like toku stuff. Like he um had pictures like of like him like putting the like headshots of like different common riders on like his PSP and like pretending to like transform when he was like um first on Twitter. Uh he has done like a bunch of like local like prefectural like s- stuff like oh like here's me hanging out with like the like hero for recycling in this town kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's also, according to some people, the most interesting villain to get his own series in Garo. 
Okay, then. Okay, I, it's all coming together. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of leads back to Garo, I think. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Why do I have the sudden urge to rewatch all of Garo? Oh, there's still so much new Garo to watch, though. Uh, yeah, There's apparently. like four more series, something like crazy like that, or like two yeah. or three. I know there's at least one. At this point, yeah. Here we go. Who wants to see a good picture? Here's the poster I... for his series. Oh. Oh man, that looks edgy as fuck. Yeah. That's uh, that's some video game style entertainment <laughs> right there. I'm I'm here for it. I want it. Inside every man is two anime shonen boys. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, but no, uh, just. <laughs> oh, okay. This is from Jenga. Okay, so this yeah, is the Jenga. next series, right? Yeah. Okay. It's weird because I think like he's like his series like a spinoff of like another Garo, but not. Koga, like maybe Koga's son, or like the other dimension. It's weird. Like, I'm not sure what. There's He'll a lot of lead weird you stuff. on the right path. The other devil will lead you on the evil path. You have to decide right the now. The tagline. The tagline for Ginga is "Orega sekai wo koeru," which is like "My world is changing." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I left that up to David. Like I set up the plot line and he took it from there. It was perfect. I searched Ginga monster, which. Chris gave me like space monsters, which isn't right. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. Um, man, what a cool ass. Ooh, I will not look more because that looks like a spoiler. It's nearly avoided. But no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, though, um, that is cool stuff. Like Ginga, like Goranga. How is it pronounced, David? <laughs> Let me look at it again. Shogeki Goraigan. Goraigan. Okay. Goraigan. There we go. So it has something, uh, maybe I can't really tell based on the kanji because they use that awful fucking font. But, uh, hmm, weird. Goraigan is, Goraigan is, is in katakana, so I, there's no kanji. I think it's just a name. Who knows? Who knows? But speaking of things that people know, I think I know that um, a lot of our audience probably knows nothing about Harseni Lupin. However, he's a famous French thief, the Phantom Thief, and he comes up in our first episode of Changer on twenty five. Oh, is that what is that what this is based on? How much do you know about Lupin, you guys? Like Stefan David, L- Lupin, like the Lupin Sansei, the the TV show, the anime. Uh, well, that's like Lupin the Third, which is like a like thing based off of like the like nineteen tens, nineteen twenties French, um, like um phantom thief series became really mm-hmm. big in japan for some reason okay because lupin stole stuff and also like kept the author kept saying and he keeps beating sherlock holmes really badly and then like arthur Conan Doyle was like hey you can't use my shit and he's like okay he's beating herlock Holmes really badly <laughs> hey you can't you can't use my shit hey you can't use my shit yeah but yeah like lupin's like a, a like cultural thing in japan now which like might be weird. Yeah. He is, yes. Yeah. Um, including um, you've probably seen this, David, but there was um a Sentai series a couple of years ago, um, that was Cops versus Police. It was um Lupin Cops Ranger. versus Police? <laughs> it was Cops versus Thieves. A thieves. Oh. <laughs> you said cops versus police, <laughs> and I was like, I'm That's very a lot confused. more clear, yeah. Oh, I like that poster. It was the versus Sentai Lupin Ranger, so like 
thieves versus the cops. I have never seen this, but that's kind of cool. And like the sixth ranger is like a gold phantom or like a silver police officer, depending on its form. Uh, but yeah, so he's, he's, he's double. He's a double agent. Exactly. So, yeah, um, 25 of drone starts with um, some bootleg. Same year as Chandron came out was Mission Impossible. And they keep mm. using this bootleg theme for it. <laughs> they sure do love it, don't they? They love just stealing themes from other things. Like, here's, like, our James Bond. Like, here's, like, our, like, uh, was it Deno did Pirates of the Caribbean? I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, I think so. But um, a client shows up to the uh, detective agency and says, hey, Akira, can you help me? And he's like, yes. Well, in fact, for a long time. I have waited for this for a very long time. Thief versus detective. Situation private detectives yearn for. Just like Lupin and Sherlock Holmes, pushing limits of brawn versus brains, a battle where sparks fly. Yes, a crushing duel between two men, fair and square, and my name will go down in history. <laughs> what a fucking nerd, I love it. Because <laughs> he's always trying to act like he's so cool and above everything. And he's like, actually, my family is like historically detectives. I've wanted to face like a phantom thief my whole life. This is great. Perfect. Um, what do y'all think of this uh, whole setup, though, of this like thief? And the black butterfly shit. I really appreciated the fact that um, they didn't make it generic. They really made it into this whole issue where he had to defeat her, whether it cost him his pride or not. And they let that storyline play out without really um, making it icky, I guess, is the best way I can put that. <laughs> They could have definitely taken it in a direction that would have been a little bit like exactly, and that's kind of what I was afraid of. So I'm, I was really glad they didn't because there were a lot of ways that storyline could have gone south very quickly. Um, yeah. So it wasn't perfect, but it worked out. I just like whenever you see somebody be like, "Hey, here's something like I really believe in," and it's that. My job as a detective is to face a phantom thief and become famous. That's my biggest goal. And I really love that. <laughs> right. He's just like, you know what? Like, that's what you do. That, like, that, that he definitely says that. He's like, that's what all detectives, like, they hope that this day comes. And sometimes it never does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think more shows should do that. Like, if, like, the dad from Lizzie McGuire was like, Oh, for years I've been waiting for this day when finally somebody who didn't do the, whatever his job was like just like if any show just gave any character this where they have this like perfect rival like nemesis that shows up for one episode I don't know I feel like there are certain subreddits you could visit where that'd be a very real thing if that's what you wanted <laughs> but maybe uh, you know we're live what's right? like your personal like what wh what profession is your greatest rival stuff like is it like thieves is it bmxers i don't know <laughs> what, what you do <laughs> what's in your heart that's tough because i really fucking hate bmxers like, oh shit it's BMXers, I have isn't a, it? <laughs> a burning vitriolic flame for them um what did they do <laughs> look at them what haven't they done um <laughs> I mean, I guess we, like, know yours, David, because, like, you have people to hate. 
Fuck them kids. I do have people to hate. I have many a person to hate. They all suck. The problem, though, is none of our nemesis, and I guess mine, I guess mine would just be people that want things done but don't know what they're talking about. But uh, so, yeah, like every job. <laughs> I like the word nemesis. Yeah, our nemesis. It's really good. Way to go, kid. I like that. Our nemesis can't dress up like the iron monkey and like steal stuff and like fight us. So they could. I mean, if they really put their mind to it. What year is Iron Monkey? Okay, this is definitely post Iron Monkey. Good job, Mr. Coppus. Um, I'm just saying if they don't want to be a bitch about it. <laughs> if all the students and like customers <laughs> dressed like Iron Monkey and fought us. <laughs> Honestly, giving me a chance to punch some students would be a, a <laughs> mental relief to me. That's exactly what I was going for. I knew David needed some pain relief there, but. There's people I would, totally I would definitely pretend. punch more. <laughs> but some students need a whack. Mm. I was just going to totally pretend that I uh, did that all for altruistic purposes, but let's just be honest. <laughs> David needs to be able to smack some people around for a bit. Yeah, so I think we especially need to be in my job. There's, there's some people who need a good whack. More, yeah, exactly. More than anything we think we're dealing with, Kip, I think we need to let David have this opportunity. <laughs> I hope that soon, David, your life becomes the hit movie Click, where you can pause things to punch people in the balls if they've been part of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then you play again. Can you imagine, like, three quarters of the population of Japan is just walking out like, I don't know what happened, but I have no listen, absolute listen. desire to reproduce. Listen, as long as I get slow-mo boobs, I'm fine. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but Which I'd pay extra for, to be perfectly honest. Don't accidentally skip till you get liposuction or something. I forget what happens in that movie, but he died. Adam Sandler has a has a TV remote. That's all I know. I've never seen the movie, except for the trailer. So There's something about clicking, I think. You started to say, like, Adam Sandler has, like, a clip. And, like, in my mind, as I, like, completed the Adam Sandler has a clitoris. And I was like, man, this is a wild movie. Hey, he might. I don't know. I don't know him that yeah. well. None of us can really attest to that. So. Rob Schneider is the. Uh, anyway, uh, we you still have not it. talked about Changeron. It's yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we got off on the wrong foot, everybody. Are we going to talk about the show or what? It's fair. We haven't been together all three of us in like at least a month. That's true. We're doing a lot of goofing off right now. So if you don't like goofing off, maybe skip this episode. It's down to me to much like. Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, like be the click commander. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, ah, uh, come duel with me, Black Butterfly. I, Private Detective Suzuharo Akira. I just love all his quotes. He's such a nerd here, but they go to this lady's house, they wait, and it's nine. They're like, huh, no Phantom Thief. Guess we'll wait a couple more hours. Then they're just like, oh, there's no way to get her out. Then they leave at midnight, and the vent opens miraculously. How could anybody get in the vent? We've never seen movies. <laughs> but then she gets the like painting or the like necklace she wants, and she's grabbed by Akira, though, and he unmasks her. He's like, huh, you're a woman. And she's like, yeah, one hell of a woman. And then she puts on sunglasses and goes, yeah. <laughs> so the part where she gets on the motorbike and fucking rips out, yeah, she just like leaves after like kicking him in the face, like like she like 
fakes giving back the like jewels and then just kicks them. Uh, but <laughs> this episode gave me Golden Boy vibes. You ever seen Golden Boy? Is that the like dude who like keeps tutoring women and like no he keeps taking part-time jobs and like for whatever reason all of the women at his part-time jobs are like super hot and also like sadomasochist okay i mean that's just true sometimes like i've worked about jobs yeah it happens to the best of us oh is that the one where like yes i've seen this lady (laughs) From the cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know exactly the character I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biker lady. It's, like, almost identical. Like, when I first got on forums, there was, like, this, like, gif going around of, like, the main dude turning into, like, an anteater to, like, sniff her, like, seat on her motorcycle. (laughs) That's what I remember for that. That's the only I really know about that. Uh, I love you to pieces, but sometimes you say things and I'm like, you really shouldn't do that. I mean, I didn't make the gif. This was one of those occasions where you said something and I was like, oh, Kip, I love you so much. Why would you say that? Is this not the exact character? I mean, I guess, but still, God damn. It's it's literally the exact character. And she's very proud to be Italian. Okay. I I didn't think I'd fall in love with a painting before, but here we are. Uh, anyway, yeah, so <laughs> back in the day, going on forums was fun because you could meet, find anything. But speaking of finding anything, Hayami can always find something good to make up about a random like, woman that he finds doing bad shit. It, the thing about Hayami is that it, I, I love and hate about him is just the fact that we keep uh, like recycling the storyline where the second he sees a woman that he's mildly attracted to, he immediately like makes this tragic backstory for them, and it has never once been exactly what he thought it was. It has always been just like him being taken advantage of. Uh, I love the fact that they keep reintroducing it because that makes it hilarious. But on their hand, I I just feel so bad for that little himbo. I just like want to wrap him and hug and be like, "It's gonna be okay. One day you're gonna find a girl who doesn't." measure you by how much you smell honestly or he's gonna finally get with fucking like akira they are so made for each other at this point like it's wild how much this show just like not even queer babe just like here's some chum i mean mm. you'd think but she had such great chem- chemistry with shogu that entire time no but um he like is just such a he loves to make up stories about, like why somebody's family dies and like she's helping people. But no, um, we see her next. She's just like playing rock, paper, scissors, some hot boys in a suite. Just throwing cash around. Yeah, just having fun. She's like, I'm bored, though. Got to do more thieving. Mm-hmm. Then hard cut to a bunch of kids smelling a jar and dying. Um <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely a way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, hey. That makes me laugh so much because David is a teacher sitting here and laughing that hard over some. They're not my something. kids. I exactly. That's why it makes me laugh because I understand Listen, children your personality. Children getting hurt, hurt is funny, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Adam Sandler built a career off of it. I, exactly. I definitely am go. not like 
hating on anyone else. It's hilarious to me. I do like the monster though, because he's like an open mouth, but he has like scarabs in him, and they're like little like polyps for like tasting. It's like a weird design. I like it. Um, but <laughs> the thief versus detective plotline goes forward though, because Akira dresses himself up like Geppetto and tells Rui this time it's personal. Ed goes out to scout where the next place for the Phantom Thief. Um, however, she is also. I don't know if we got a name for her, but she's just the black butterfly. Um, but Lady. Lady, yeah. Her name is Lady. Uh, my dog's name is Bark. What do you mm-hmm. know? Yep. Um, but yeah, um, they're both dressed like old people and they pass by it. And then she like sees his button is loose. So they stop and they talk. And he says like, oh, I, like I want to go play. He's like, like a butterfly flying in the sky. And then, then he says, but we don't have wings. And she he says... says- but I can fly twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> a reading rainbow. Oh, shit. Between the lions? Yeah, Is that it? Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Hey, you got it. You just sometimes you have to examine the contest. It's right there. It's in the book. Take a look. Um, I <laughs> wish they'd gone further and like realized as they were like, man, I guess I'm going to make love with this old woman. They're like, oh, is that a, that's just a thief? <laughs> I didn't know that. I wish they did too, just because that was such a like cute series of scenes that they put together for them to kind of relate to each other. I really wish that they had like, you know, maybe not like porn material, um, gaze, but you know, just give them a little bit something more to work with because it was a very very cute sequence. What were you saying, David? Uh, I was gonna say at least he didn't start singing like "Butterfly" by Crazy Town. Oh yeah, there you go. Come, come, my lady. Come, 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 my lady. <laughs> I would love to see, like, a scene where, like, he's listening to, like, 1996, like, Kazaa records he got. I was like, oh, like, have you heard of, yes. <laughs> like, Soundgarden? This is crazy. Hey, Rumi, I've downloaded this thing on my PC called LimeWire. <laughs> no, I don't understand why all of our computers are suddenly sentient. It's I guess it wouldn't be LimeWire. It'd be, like, Napster back then, but yeah. Have you heard of the Wu-Tang Clan? (laughs) Hey, baby, I like it raw. You know, (laughs) just Just going in there. Um, Listen, they're not nothing to fuck with. Yeah, exactly. Though on one hand, I'm glad because I think there's some things that uh, Akira wouldn't know not not to say in 96. Um, I feel like there's a lot. uh, There's some things that people (laughs) now don't know how to say in fucking 2023. No, true, but um, it's like he gets slapped by his like one black friend. Like, what do you mean I can't say it? Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying it's bitter. What's wrong? <laughs> I'm just saying it's fucked up that you can say it, but I can't say it. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> but to get out of this hole real quick, um, Akira. That's what she said. Wait, what? Okay. Huh? What? Oh, who? Okay. What? It's always know. a very important question who's whole, but we'll table that for later. Um, but no, uh, the black butterfly um, has faked out the police and she didn't want the painting, she wanted the jar. And then Kira stops her and she tries to jump away onto just a raft, but the raft starts to fall apart. So he gives her a like tube that's like not properly flated. And then he gets attacked by like the dark side as she's like almost drowning. It's a weird little moment, but 
um the tube comes back later because she goes back to get the jar and the man gets another note from the white butterfly which is on a black (laughs) sticky note with like a little drawing but they both come and they roofie the police and they come through the ceiling and um he's in like a white leather outfit it looks ridiculous it's like kind of a tribute like the 80s kind of writer it's just like so funny to see him like he, he looks like a painter not like a thief um but then the dark side follows them that's his jar full of children and they fight but he gets knocked unconscious and she has to give him mouth to mouth it's a callback to earlier which she had to use her mouth on that floaty and not mm-hmm. a blowjob reference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his head flashes, then his skull flashes, then his brain flashes, and then power flows through him. And Chaitron wins, but they meet one more time as old people. And they admit they've fallen in love with somebody from a much different world <laughs> that they don't think likes them very much. And they sigh. And then, to be continued, I don't know if she ever comes back. I don't know if, like, Akira, like, does that thing where the next day he forgets she exists and like love somebody else. I don't know. That seems like a pretty good guess. Yeah. Man, I, I wish I could fall in love this often. Just like weekly, daily, whatever. I mean, you really don't though, because the kind of thing about Akira is the fact that he at this point has had multiple like dark sides fall in love with him. And he still doesn't get it. Like he has had multiple women at this point in his life like flirt with him and try to get him to do things and he still doesn't recognize like if you're with a woman and she doesn't say anything for like 35 minutes she's probably a dark side and he still doesn't get that yet to be fair his policy of not realizing that the young woman that he meets that um, don't know much about society and are kind of awkward is also how he got both of his secretaries, though. Exactly. Like, he is the ultimate guy on Reddit that's like, can I make sure I secure a trad wife? And he's just, like, kind of <laughs> broken the code. Like, he really has. He's, like, he has multiple secretaries that are, like, down to, like, die for him. He has multiple women that are, like, completely in love with him, but they're monsters, like. And he's still just, like, living his little happy himbo life. Like, somebody get me a b- banana parfait. He does not give a fuck. Like, he knows nothing that's going on around him, and it's incredible. I think that he hasn't learned that just because you can meet somebody who's just moved to the city the first time and she can, like, think you're so cool. Doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Which is weird because he's had so many more bad experiences with meeting random women than he's had positive ones. To be fair, he just is great. He's incredible at opening. <laughs> so he just like has learned to live with just a certain amount of failure. Okay. Yeah, I've almost true. died a bunch. I've been rejected a ton. But there's like like 13 billion women in this city. I It'll work out overall. Like, like you just like, like things on averages. It probably that's true. I think he would not thrive with a like a like trad wife though. He just wants lots of girlfriends. That's his vibe. Yeah, I I think he thinks he wants a trad wife, but you know, as we kind of see in some of our episodes, he really doesn't know what to do with that when he has it. Yeah, he he's the dog that's caught the car, right? And exactly. Then, now what? 
Exactly that. Some people just want to watch the lower world burn. <laughs> yeah. He wants to watch it burn and then uh, try to figure out a way to make it work for him and then watch it burn again. Uh, you want to see a magic trick, Kyavi? I'll make this pencil go with your ass. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make this uh, needle disappear. <laughs> it's a little bit later, but... Yeah. Uh, let's talk about 26, though. Uh, so, on on our service, it says Dark Knight arrives. I think it's actually... Speaking of Joker, it's Dark Knight Run for Office, which I think is a much better title. Yes, the Dark Knight becomes the mayor of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this was... He's the governor. Uh, I don't do this very often, but this was the first episode I watched where I was like, that was fucked up, Ari. Why don't we not do that again? <laughs> and, you know, I get kind of proven right a couple episodes later, but at the time I was just like, this isn't cool. Why don't we... What is happening right now? People live messy lives. Okay, but, you know... Just shouldn't be mean to people. I think that's my my ultimate stance on things. Just don't be mean. Hmm. Yeah, but um, the episode starts with a uh, teen boy picks up a phone in his room full of jazz trumpet posters, and then he's pied piper to a red fountain with a bunch of other teens. They all get drunk by this phone monster that looks wild. It has like buttons on its like stomach. Has like big ears with like holes in them. It's um, everything, you know. Um. But then Gowser shows up and says, good job, why do you help me? And then he, uh, this, like, monster transforms into just this, like, crazy atomic warhead, like, glasses eye dude. But it's just his glasses and he's, like, normal underneath. Yeah, it's fucking, like, they're, like, they're, like, these weird, goofy-ass glasses that you bought at, like, a Spencer's or something. It's fucking weird. It's so goofy. And I laugh so hard. I'm like, what the fuck? He looks like he went to like a like fourth grade like book fair and got like what he could get for eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And immediately um we see that like Gowser has also called in his favors for money and has a ton of money. And he's like asked, What are you doing, Gowser? He's like, I'm doing politics. <laughs> and uh he's running for office and he just like we first like see him like just picking up his old lady and like carrying her like across the street, which is that just like a thing in Japan? Like I've seen it in like enough media where I'm like, okay, I guess like you'll just walk with me, just carry him. That's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, it might happen. I don't know. It might happen the same way that like, like a hitchhiker might happen here, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely, but it's in movies. Um, and like, Akira is so concerned, like, what are you up to? And he's like, I'm cleaning the city. He picks up, like, a flyer for, like, the tattoo agency, throws it out. And, yeah. Um, he's helping more people in, like, his card out when Xandar shows up. He's like, what are you up to? And Gowser's like, what is Darkseid even? <laughs> yes. He just, he just goes like, what is Darkseid? And then you never get a satisfying a answer. <laughs> yeah, like, it's basically, like, our homeland's ruined. Our plan to live in the human world is, like, shattered. <laughs> Not going well. Right. It's just, it's just like, okay, we, we, I guess, like, through this, we, we learn a little bit more about, um, Dark Side a bit, because they're, like, they're displaced, right? Because, like, I guess their, their yeah. world is 
blown up or gone or something and they like are coming into the human world but it's like yo what like you guys can turn into humans like why don't you just chill right. i guess they gotta eat larm which we get a fucking scene of that in this this set <laughs> love of that oh my god but um he kind of implies here that you don't need to eat larm it just gives you longevity so like he kind of implies that like they can live like a human lifespan Right. without it which like it's kind of like if you, you found it like vampires can eat like spaghetti you're like what the fuck are you doing just like just don't be weird spaghetti, about it man yeah um so this brings us back to two things first is that the appeal of toku is just like doing something very silly but like taking it like pretty seriously and that's like everything about like the like dark side is like completely like let's talk about like how this group of people would do with like this mass mm -hmm. diaspora which is a weird like you would not expect that like from the show you know oh yeah and the other is uh back to our boy uh Camus, who i uh, was all about how life has no meaning so maybe it's a little funny and that's it and he's like very clearly like he's not like a nihilist like he's like i'm gonna find my own way my own path and like he's like he's given up on like his species just kind of a major thing to do you know because it seemed like they all like had some kind of agreement like oh we're gonna get to, to the human world and we're gonna try and make a better life for our evil you know our evil civilization but it's like okay well he's just like nah fuck that dude like i'm living all right i don't give a shit about the other people fuck them right yeah what were you saying steph you have some Oh, no, I was just agreeing with David. That's 100% the same take I had, where it was just like, yeah, I'm living my life. Let's just figure out what happens next and kind of like just chilling on the whole vibe. He has a plan, though. It's like he has like a campaign musk and like four microphones. He's like talking to people. And then like there's this moment where like he tells the story of the first election and he's like, and he ascended to emperor. To emperor, to emperor, <laughs> and everyone's like cheering, <laughs> and then that causes Akira to try and be like, "There's gonna be no taxes, and here's like a hundred thousand dollars for everyone, and less working hours, and longer weekends, and some kids clap." What do I do? So then he like <laughs> brings out the super light knights and has them like work with him, and they show the whole scene of him summoning them and just being called. It's like do do do. And they're just wearing his, like, campaign flyers. They're all trying so hard to, like, put up this front of, I totally believe you can win this, but it's very obvious that everybody's just like, why doesn't this guy just hand in the towel right now? I mean, he does well, because I guess, like, bringing out actual robot men help him almost win later. Um, But there's this moment where, like, we just randomly see the monster from before just phone banking for Gowser one night and saying children my sweet children vote for Gowser <laughs> and <laughs> well that was adorable because you just also saw the monster kind of just like leaning into being by himself and just like ah, oh, this is what I chose to do for the evening it was just it I thought it was cute after Akira's like brought up the robots and it's like now Gowser has like cheerleaders and like also one of them is like airy. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. They're like, what the hell? And then like she's backstage with Gowser 
And he's like, oh, I'm so confused by woman's feelings. And then he like transforms as, could you truly love me? Even though I eat larm. And then turns out he was on candid camera, like back 96 uh, there. <laughs> he's like, gotcha. And then he fights with Changer on, but then like the girls are being attacked. So then that's when Changer on says, one second, please. And like goes to fight this monster. And like this intercut with like Hayami watching the vote tallies, like super sweaty, like, oh no, we're tied. And oh no, we're not tied. But then um, in the end, Gowser wins. He's the new governor. This just reminded me so much of fucking Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Solid. He's like, he's like, I'm going to use Darkseid as a way to get elected. I'm going to make America great again. again. Like four years. <laughs> four. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, it's exactly that. I don't think that Kojima is Nostradamus, but also it's very funny how like just vaguely writing plainly things that are happening in the world means right. in four years people could be like man people do like have lots of packages huh damn Norman Reedus <laughs> is right well it's just like when everybody talks about how oh yeah the Simpsons predicted this no it's just they literally had so many episodes they covered every possible fucking contingency <laughs> like it wasn't an oracle thing and I think that like in pop culture, we tend to fall into that trap of, oh, God, how could they have possibly known when it's really just like they Obvious. did Mad Libs <laughs> and this is the Mad Lib that just happened to come true. Well, also, sometimes just if you talk about something in some kind of way, be like, yeah, like, here's my prediction based off of trends. Like at certain points, you'd be like, man, how did Kojima predict that somebody would use like ethno nationalism to like yeah. get elected? He looked at the world for a minute. He read like four tweets. I don't know. But no. Um, it is now the time for the true battle as Gowser has his wire toy and he's at the top and he's like, I'm going to lead this country. Into episode 27, Akemi returns. This episode was kind of wild. I did not expect her to come back. Like, I, she's like, done. Same. Right? Yeah. No, um, I don't know how much she's back. It was just like a one-off, but quick tally. Um, who would you rather be your secretary of the two? <laughs> Steph? Uh, definitely a Kami. David? Uh, it's a Kami. Yeah, same. Because even if I'm not trying to flirt with my secretary, uh, I just don't want somebody who's mistaken for a child and loves to buy things in bulk. Yeah, she literally looks like she's eight years old, so that's always been kind of problematic for me. Yeah, when somebody's like vaguely elbowing you, like ah, you and your secretary, like it's that's better than ah, you and that child. Uh, so that was just exactly. me. Uh, but no, um, and that's how this episode goes. Uh, it's kind of um gets sad at a certain point, honestly. But I will get there, um, because. There's this old man about to commit suicide um, <laughs> when a very yellow Hikemi shows up and stops him and says, I'll help you and brings him to Akira, who's very surprised to see her. But the old man was a hospital director and people have a disappearing. And honestly, the first time we see like him flashing back and like him running in a womb, he like screams super high pitch as he sees this foaming dying dead person i was like shit like audibly i was like this is actually kind of horrifying remember for children yeah like like 
are you serious? Like, you start an episode, <laughs> first 10 seconds in, it's like, this guy's going to jump off a bridge in front of a train. It's like, oh. He has a note in his shoes. And the foam, it it's so vivid. There's this point later where there's somebody who like has like foam like oozing out of their shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, of course, when Rui shows up with a cart full of lamps and says, hey, you got a big face. <laughs> And they start a fight. It kind of sounded like she was trying to start some drama with that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% she was. Like, that. that is, like, a common, not a common criticism, but, like, um, I don't know in Japan, like, it's a thing where people say, like, oh, they if you have a small face, you're, like, better looking. Like, I, I don't know, like, it's, yeah, like, the proportion said, of your face or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, And just, it's very funny because, like, we joke about like how like it's a bad relationship, like all women being catty whenever they meet each other. But like, Akemi's ready to go. She says you're sassy and grabs her collar and is like ready to like throw her down. Oh, <laughs> uh, but they're stopped because Kira says let's be fluffy, and the old man says also my request. People are dying, and that Eddie's never back in this episode, which is great. But in the hospital. Hayemi needs help for his food poisoning. <laughs> oh my god. This this whole series of scenes was just so hilarious. Wanna lead us through it, Steph? Oh gosh. Okay. So Hayomi is in the hospital. You can't you kinda can't tell it's him because he's all wrapped up in a blanket and he's like struggling against his bed. And then all of a sudden <laughs> You see Akira in full, like, nurse garb with, like, a doctor's jacket over it with this gigantic needle. And just knowing, like, the rivalry between them, it makes it doubly hilarious because you already kind of have a sense of what's happening. Well, first it's Hakemi who shows up. Oh, that's true. And he's like, wait, aren't you going to be, like, a kindergarten teacher? She's like, yeah, it was just a special case because his new secretary sucks. And then... Rui shows up and they're both trying to eject him with painkillers. He's like, Are you qualified for this? And then their needles both break. So Akira <laughs> shows up and he just like, um, The first thing that he says is, What's the ruckus? And then he says, Did you eat something off the floor again? Their relationship is so fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you can't help but laugh just at the entire interaction. And um, if you would, David, I'll put this in the chat, but can you um, read the immortal line here? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually wrote this down in my notes because it's actually funnier in Japanese. Um, so he, he says, he says, stop struggling. Come on. Show me your bum. He's is, is the subtitle. <laughs> but in Japanese, it's actually more akin to like, hey, hey, stop struggling. Get your ass out. Or like pull out like <laughs> like something like that. He's like, let me see that ass. Like literally, that sounds like when a cop's looking for drugs at that point. But yeah, okay. Uh, and yeah, these boys a uh, little bit of homoerotic tension between them. Um, but like, no, just it's a little next level of these two. I don't know. Um, but he like screams so loud that an actual nurse shows up and like. This is a, a like great fake out because for the, her, her like the rest of the episode you're like oh and she's the dark side 
then she's not. So it was just like, she's just this like woman who showed up because they were hurting this man. <laughs> Kira tells her, we're just pretending to be doctors, don't worry, which is the biggest lawsuit I think possible in every country, right? It's that or like pretending to be a cop, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's got to be better ways, like pretend to be patients maybe or like janitors, but not as fun, I guess. Um, That night, though, they're monitoring the uh, hospital when the nurse dies, which she's a patient. And then um, <laughs> we see that, like, for Ruby, she says she's checking in. She's actually outside at a Robin cart, not in the building. And then, like, the monster's, like, running outside. So she grabs a, a big old, like, empty, like, A, like, sake bottle. And the monster just appears. So she just hits Akira over the head of the bottle. And then him and Kebby just like rip into her, like, what are you doing? Like, it's not even that bad that like I got hit, but why are you out here? You suck at this. Yeah, she's she's shirking her duty, right? And I mean, we're supposed to think they're mean, but also like they're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There are people's lives at stake. But then Akira gets hospitalized. And no nurses are coming. And then Hayami's there as a nurse. And like, this is just, like, role play at this point, just in the bedroom, because he, like, comes in and is like, I've completely recovered, and then writes an injection to help your head. The way he says, like, I'm completely recovered thanks to your injection was very charged. Um, mm-hmm. As the dark side goes for Kakira, though, he's saved by Rui, who then gets alarm, and um, <laughs> Kira says, she may not be smart, I could never abandoned her and the battle song starts and they fight and everything but um it's cool because like the fight's like mostly underground and like inside until the end where they like have some jetpack stuff but then um they just (laughs) have this moment at the end where they just where kira tells rui who he knows has no place to go hey you're just not as good as as she is and they don't prove him wrong on that like she just shows up and like won't do the job and it's really rough for Rui. She had a rough time. Yeah. She had it coming. I mean, <laughs> she's mad, though. She's like, duel me. And they have to, like, do arm wrestling and, like, some ass robot game. And then they're like, did we skip over the part where I thought Rui fucking died? She did. She got. She right? got... Doesn't she die, like, multiple times over the course of this watch? She literally turns into fucking shaving foam. Her alarm got given back. I so it's all yeah, but her body's still shaving foam. Like, I, how does that work? I don't really know. You know, I'm guessing just she faded back into existence. I guess it's weird. Uh, we have to assume people come back after they've been alarmed if they're killed in a certain amount of time. Right, they're right, not right. digested because she's died three or four times so far. Like. She died when Zapphire showed up. Do you remember that? She was gone for like four days. Uh, but no. Um, but then like she won't let she keeps thinking that Akemi's like letting her win, so they keep fighting and like there's this moment where like she wins at Rock Paper Scissors, like, like you like let me win. Akemi's like, I how do you do that? I didn't do that. I wasn't even looking. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I felt really bad for her at the end, though, because like it's not like Akira saw her value or apologized. Just like, oh, the other girl wasn't there. <laughs> that was a little rough. 
Uh, but episode 28, though. Dogs and cats and horse and deer. We start with Aerie seeing Gowser, and she's sad as she thinks back to the last episode. And her egg is in the shape of a heart. Uh, then she goes to meet him, and the assistant has some guy try hit arm. She's like, no, actually kill this lady. Yep. We see that like now Aerie's sad. She's walking past like a like love statue. She goes to like Gowser's office and then she goes to a park. He's like, I'm gonna refresh myself. She's like, I'm not refreshed. Then she gets attacked though by this Chuck E. Cheese ass looking like buck toothed <laughs> monster. But she's saved by Gowser. That's um when Akira shows the first time to say, Hey, why are you the governor? <laughs> Can you tell me why you're doing that? And he's like, no. Right, yeah. It's just like, uh, hmm? Like, yeah, like, like, why Why does Gowser want to be the governor? He has some endgame, I guess, we don't know about yet. I, I guess, yeah. Because, like, he talks about, like, and once I have control of Japan, my real endgame starts, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's very ominous and, like, super villainy. I love it. But how this next is great, though, because, um, Akira is shopping with Rui because he doesn't want her like to buy too many deals, and he litters and gets arrested for a week mm-hmm. as he eat dog food. And then, as soon as he gets out, he jaywalks, gets arrested for a week, has to eat cat food, and then turns into a cat. His shirt's unbuttoned. He's like meowing and stuff. Yep. I'm sure like the fangirls went wild. That whole shtick. Was just so they could make a pun, okay? Because the 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 pun that that he says is supposed to be he's supposed to play nandate, but he says nyandate. Like that's the whole joke. They they set up that whole fucking time that he went to the the fucking jail was to set up a nandate joke, but saying it like a cat would. That's true. They did do that. <laughs> Never change. I guess I can't be too mad. But no, um, just, I love the, like doing a bad joke is the only way to get good jokes, I think. And I think maybe, maybe. But no, um, that is when Aerie goes to talk to Gowser again and just like, look at my shirt, it has a lot of cups on it. And then they go on a roof and they talk. He never wants to see her again. But then she gets grabbed by this monster. And then Gowser gets shot through the chest. And then he's bleeding. And they like fight this monster like human forward. They're screaming. Using yeah, this, this like got like serious all of a sudden. I was like, what the yeah. hell's going on, man? It's pretty intense. Yeah. And I thought that their love story is actually like pretty good. All things considered, honestly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. When you're in a TV show called Changer on. I at least believed what they were saying enough for the plot to go forward. How's that? Sure, yes, exactly. I mean, they did exactly yeah, what they we'll needed to that. do. Yeah, it's fine. Um, they're saved by Changeron, and some Togu happens. But instead, we see Gowser say, this wound's nothing for a man called the Dark Knight. And why don't you run from me? Instead, she kisses him. And they... Um, this kiss is really weird, because it's in stop motion. So she's kissing him, and he's trying to act at the speed of stop motion so he's just like getting kissed without reacting until the very end it's kind of an awkward bit (laughs) but they kiss and they're together now they love each other which goes the next time and then you've got questions (laughs) what kind of questions do you got 
they there's so much about this weird back and forth that they do, especially in this episode, that you're kind of like, do I really care if they make it or not? Because it gets <laughs> to a point where it's just tiring. Because, like, yeah, I get it. You guys have differences. We've done this, a monster falls in love with a human thing a thousand times before. Does it really have to keep being this, like, we have to go over every single detail over and over again situation? Or can we just be like, oh, yeah, well, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it. It's drama. People love a good, like, clearly doomed romance, I think. I guess. I don't mind archetypes this is like very much like the most just like tropey thing they could do but it's not badly done i guess overall but yeah it, um i like them as a, a like pairing as much as like i know this is just gonna be more scenes like this for the angst oh i do too and i'm 100 percent like that's one of the reasons i can't wait till we get to the new batch of episodes because i really want to see how this plays out it's stupid and it's derivative and it's something we've seen a thousand times but with Ari and Shogu, I really want to see where this goes. There's something very endearing about that couple. I just like I like I, I don't I don't get their whole like dynamic too because like it's very, very weird because they're all about like, you know, fight dark side, we beat up dark side, whatever, right? And like they're out in I think this happened in, earlier in the episode. They're out in like the uh the street and they're just hanging out there. And then a lady shows up and she's like, oh, Shogo, what are you doing? We're supposed to be on a date. And he like walks up to her and just has a seizure like <laughs> and like sucks her yeah. fucking life force out of I her. And she that. just falls dead that. on the ground. And Aerie's just like, man, that's hot. <laughs> like, like that was like the vibe I got. And I'm like, that's not that's, the, what the hell? Yeah, it was it was foreplay for her. It was 100 percent. She's you a could sick tell. fuck. Yeah, I love it for her. <laughs> So that happens in like um like twenty nine, and that's my favorite thing about like vampire media or like whatever. Where it's just like, let's show this weird kill that like somebody witnesses, and like the way he like spasms as he's like going like floating towards her, and he like oh like, yeah, like, he shaking. fucking he fucking stop motion cuts <laughs> like he jump cuts toward her. Yeah, you know how cool that would be if every vampire that was going super speed and like media did that instead, it just jump cut. Great. Yeah, just like stop motion. Uh, but yeah, um, I think she's conflicted. Like they're like very much playing up like you're human, but I need to eat human. And like he says, I can only eat women that are in love with me. Is that true? Can you just eat anyone's alarm like a pedophile's? I don't know. I, like, just like can you? Just... Yeah, can't you just like kill criminals? That would be a yeah. I kind of got the impression, though, that at least with these dark sides, they're almost like um, if you look at any old vampire lore, like some of them just have preferences. Like, you know, there's that old one about vampires that prefer virgins and there's one that only sucks the blood from women and only sucks blood from men and this, that and the other. So I kind of got the impression that dark sides are like that. Like they very much just have their this is what tastes best to me. Nobody likes hobo blood. That's true. I don't know. There might be. There's probably like some Sentai that we haven't explored yet that that's like a main theme. They of. only just eat hobos. Exactly. Everybody, sound off in the comments. <laughs> you never know. Ah, uh, train Sentai Bindle stiffs. I'm gonna love that. 
train car sentai yeah uh no um who knows but um yeah like i i would love it if it's like yeah and i won't live past 100 if i don't eat larms and, and it's icky if they're not the larms of women i love it's like dude just eat criminals larms you know like i don't know <laughs> yeah it's a little bit weird right i'm sure if this like show got like a like second season or it was like made now we'd get like the like i eat the larms of the evil people right yeah but i can kind of understand why that isn't a thing now because obviously they're trying to make it so that like these are the ultimate bad guys so you can't like really have them being productive members of society why not why not why can't they be no, I agree with you, and that's why I think it's time that we as a book club get together and make our own Sentai show. I mean, I've been saying forever, like, let's plot out, like, our own series. Like, I have a special yeah, episode. let's do it. And we'll be like, ah, it's the, like, bindle stiffs. It's a and train car. this is, you know what? It was really that easy the entire time. I don't know why we were so critical of the producers. This is easy. Well, I'm critical of the producers because I don't like Broadway. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so twenty nine though, Hayami goes dark. Kira wants some babes, and everyone's looking at at Aria. She's just like thinking, and they're all like getting next to her and look at her and like, so what are you thinking about? But then, Rui, fortunately, bought ten three hundred yen things, not like much more expensive things. And she got bug keychain. And they're all like, this is so gross. It's just like a centipede. <laughs> Isn't that gross, guys? They were all hideous. Yep. Akira takes one and says, ooh, it's our friendship. And just like pulls it like the pants of like Hayami and like puts it on his belt button. It's like, hey, like well, make sure you wear this keychain like right in your balls so you know it's me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, then we see more Gowser and Aerie as they're having a happy silent dinner. That's when Gowser says, did you know the greatest love affair in human history is in October 1996 between us? <laughs> so lame. What a fucking twerp. <laughs> oh my the, god. I mean, the whole thing between them was it was a really, really cute romance, but anytime you saw them together, there was absolutely no connection. And that really bugged me the entire time because it seemed like they'd be really, really great, but anytime they were like face-to-face, it was just like, well, I'm we're both going to pretend to be much more shy than we are. And it was just, it was weird. It was a weird dynamic. They're in awe of true love. <laughs> Nothing? Gross. <laughs> I thought you sounded far away for that, too. Uh, but no. Um, the next scene, Xandar shows up and beats up some police and there's like, here's a card I'm going to throw under your top. What are you doing as governor? And he's like, wait until you see the dark dimension I created this world. And I guess other of the main bad guys, Vins, is making people turn into monsters. And we see scenes of like a housewife killing her husband and yep. like a guy choking somebody <laughs> in a phone booth. Someone killing someone with a ace pick. Yeah. To be fair, in all three situations, they deserved it. Like, I, I, I couldn't even be angry. <laughs> In all three of those situations, I found myself, and I was like, yeah, I get it. I, I can see myself letting the darkness take over. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you necessarily, like, murder someone using a phone, but, like, I got the first one, at least, with the housewife and the stabbing her husband. Hey, I grew up in the 80s. I could see myself, like, beating someone to death with a landline. 
Don't be uh, age discriminatory here. Okay, true. <laughs> but um, now Zaphire's start of this like crew now, where she's actually joined them. And this great bit where like Vin's this like weird lizard man like puts his like puts his like chin in his hand pondering, and he's like, that might be like my new like reaction gift because like it's like mm-hmm. oh like Xandar's like the new dark dimension is about to be born. He's just pondering his chin this fucked up little dude understandable <laughs> he's like this is like weird goofy lumpy lizard man he's great like i would love more him honestly but we see the crystal palace briefly as hayami is stabbing a poster of akira it was supposed to be me then they're golfing and he's caught trying to kill akira by like rui and he runs then they all meet because Hayami goes where Ari and Gowser are and they're all meeting as they see him transform into a monster and steal her that leads to like the quarry or something yeah like yeah. oh come to where I got the come to where you stole my powers yeah basically they they go to the the forest and or quarry which happen to be right next to each other oh uh, we skipped a scene where like I think Ari tells Gowser never see any women again and never eat their alarm it's like well that's half right just don't eat more alarm dude I mean, he's kind of in a shitty position because now he's, you know, his secretary is just going to fucking murk her. (laughs) Yeah. And she's made it clear on several occasions that she has no problem doing it, like, in the open. That she really wants to fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, I'll just kill her. I don't care. He's like, what are human laws? Yeah, she'll do it right in front of him. Like, she does not give a fuck. Now, what if his whole thing of becoming a politician was if I make all my constituents love me, I could take their alarm and then I'm free and clear to just uh, maybe live a normal but life. You're going to run out yeah. of constituents real quick and have problems when people just start dying. It's true. What's that thing? They like, what's like that thing that they say in like Starship Troopers? Like, ah, another one for the meat grinder. Ever, like there's like a baby. Just, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. In 18 years, she'll love me, too. Gets alarm off that. Uh, in the quarry, though, they all fight. Hayami gets the keychain, and his darkness gets so mad <laughs> that it separates from him. And it's not like Akira helped him remember. It's like, oh, he got so mad at this fucking keychain. Yep. That his t- he, he got so pissed off that someone would have the gall to give him a, a Mukade... Uh, or like a centipede keychain that it forcefully separates the evil part of his body from him. It's too strong, they say. <laughs> uh, and while this is happening, um, Xandar's fighting with Gowser, and then like they like blow up a building, and then they're okay. And then um, the um, evil spawned from... Hayami tries throwing its like combat cognac from its chest at like Changeron, but it fails. Mm-hmm. And then Changeron wins as the monster's destroyed. And then Xandar and Zaphir are like, this would be mutual destruction. And they leave. It's a good fight scene. Like, yeah. You know, I think we talked about before in like the last kind of two episodes where it's like, oh, you know, the fight scenes are kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one actually was pretty awesome. And like I like just um how the show has taken the time at least to be like, okay, there are at least some people that have fun fights and we're gonna 
the style is a little more known early on the show just kind of didn't know what its house style yep. was for fights too yep we cut though how the cure is like put more pressure on my ass you're my slave i mean you almost <laughs> killed me you too rui he's consistent there's a hero um but the very last theme though is Aerie saying give it back my kiss and she's like now we're back to zero you kissed me and i kiss you pokemon <laughs> that was that scene was so fucking frustrating though because that's just like what i was talking about earlier about how i desperately wanted to go on to episode 30 because i was just like but what does it mean I don't even like having those soap opera moments with these shows, but I really got so invested with their story that I was like, I have to know what happens next. Especially when Mickey tells Riku, love is just like hatred. I can never love again. Exactly. Which uh, basically happens. It's a very Kingdom Hearts line to say that. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know about Gowser in the show. Like I vaguely knew about like Chageron, but like I like having a long term like villain becomes like an anti-hero thing but i like the robots but it's not like great by any means i just um i'm really wondering is this show to seem like it's picking up steam towards something a it little bit does, yeah, yeah. Th this plot line of gowser becoming the the governor of tokyo <laughs> and and stuff like hmm yeah and like um there's stuff like uh the way that the like dark cadre is talking uh i don't know but only 10 more episodes, though. So two more chunks for us, though. The next time we're doing 33-34. And uh, that does mean that we will get to finally, as a group, come together to talk about mackerel. Because not a mackerel number two <laughs> is in that chunk next time. All right. All right. It, it, I was, I was kind of tepid on the first one. Uh, this one better pay off. I mean, if you were to pick like a joke or thing from this show to be like, the thing that people remember like what's like most deserving of it i guess i i i think that uh, for me personally i think they need to if they're gonna do something with the macro this time they need to go all in like they just like okay. it for me uh, the funniest joke in this entire are you asking what the funniest joke in this entire series is like what should have gone viral instead for, not viral like what should have like what what should have been like the hit joke from this like show? Oh God, there's so many. Um, you know, I I think the the first episode for me really exemplifies like the kind of slapstick humor and the way that they did it really well because it comes out of left field, right? Is that getting that fucking wiener dog kick is is like it's so wacky and it's like. If if in the mackerel episode he's like oh mackerel that's fucking weird and then later on, uh it like appears at the end of the episode as like he like fights a guy and hits him in the head with a fucking mackerel and they die like as something like really stupid and goofy I'd have been like okay great but like it was just like a one off like really quick gag and like at the time it was kind of funny but I was expecting more. Whereas like the wiener dog is unexpected because it comes back and you're like he's like oh hey that wiener dog and then it gets kicked which is like. It's it's Chainron is very good about doing um like taking the dial on the comedy and just rapidly going from zero to eleven really really quick and back and forth a lot and I think that's what got me the most. 
It's there right now if you want to go down um, in the I, shed. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> that poor doggo. <laughs> that whole episode starts with, the, like, the silencers to, like, catch a dog. Yeah, yes. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'd have to agree with David just on that point because absolutely, like, the very first episode, very first scenes kind of set up what you're expecting through the rest of the series. And that's, excuse me, the fact that it's completely fucking insane. Like, you think you know what's going to happen next, and then this series has no problem, like, punching you in the face. And, yeah, 100%. First episode really sets it up for you. I'd have to like re go through the episodes to remember because there's so many funny things that fucking happen in this show. I think the joke though, where like he asked the one guy who knows Japanese, why are you translating? You're not just helping oh, me. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> that, one, that was fucking funny. That's fucking funny too. 100%. Yeah. And the fact that that guy is like the grandson of Albert Camus is the weirdest part of that. But, uh, there's, there's very much like, yeah, it's just, that's what I mean. It's just fucking funny. What about the vampire buddies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh this is going to be, I, you know, we're going we're gonna to finish Changer on it. be like two series later and be like, remember that time in high school when we got attacked by vampire rabbits that were actually toys? <laughs> it's a good thing we had some anti-cowboy yeah. eggs for them. Exactly. Or the, or the combat cognac. Yeah, combat cognac. Oh, that's a whole episode that like just yep happens. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, ah, the the cognac is part of Dark Side, and it's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And the plot of that episode is this guy's getting abused at work, so he's drinking. It's not even about the cognac. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a lot here. Uh, we should definitely like f- see what we remember about certain episodes, like in like the very last episode you're on, but um. For now, though, uh, let's talk about our big questions. And Steph, who are your top three favorite characters? Oh, man, that's really tough. This series. Um, I'm going to have to go uh, definitely with Shogo because I really enjoyed seeing his kind of like I, I know he's been building to a character arc, but I liked seeing it kind of play out a little bit more these past few episodes. Um, same with Ari. I think I've mentioned her before, but I really liked kind of seeing her come into her own also going from I'll never love anybody to I love you to I hate you. You have to dump everyone and see only me and just kind of like going through her own little break there. Um, and probably just seeing Akima come back. That Those are probably definitely my top three in this series, it, but there were a lot of them. That was a tough call. What about you, David? God, this is hard because this is like a decent set of episodes. Mm, I also think like I'm going to put Shogo Gowser as my number one because it's so it's so it's so nice to see him have that character arc. Right. Like like Steph said, right. right? Like he goes from he goes from like clearly this like rival character to change on. So like maybe like a weird antihero you know and like you know he's got he's yeah. got something else to do in the show right he's not just like i'm yeah, evil yeah you can't tell what his motives are yeah yeah and i kind of like that there's so many series that both don't have the comedy aspect of like Chidron, but don't succeed on like the basic like dramatic part of it and like the character stuff of it like mhm and like the fact that it's like succeeding at all is like great 
also has so much comedy there too, you know? Yeah, he's one. He's one uh fucking I think I Hayami has a lot of funny things to do in you know, he's getting the needles in the ass, he's turning yeah. into the weird, like cool looking red monster. Yeah, he's doing some cool stuff. And who's your last one? Young Gonza, because you know he fronted the bill for that fucking political campaign. Yeah. He mortgaged his his summer home to get all the money. No, I'm just joking. Um, uh, I was gonna say that too because honestly, like if he shows up, I'm just gonna laugh. Like whenever I see that dude, I'm just like I mortgage my house for this. I just start laughing. He's, he's like, he's like, you still owe me for that political campaign we ran. Uh, no, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yeah. a Kemi. It's nice to see a Kemi come back. It's very, uh, you know, out of left yeah. field. No. I like the Kemi definitely. She was great. Um, I think um, I might give some to Akira just because, like, I feel like he's like in this interesting place where, like, he's definitely changed from the start of the show. Like, he's more responsible. Like, he's very, he's kind of a hero now. He's kind of learned. He hasn't learned all the way. Um, but also, like, I'm sure, like, in the last Trunks episode, like, he'll get way more focused, like, character wise. But like, it's just like he's in a good spot right now for like what seems like end game stuff. Uh, but Gowser's number one, definitely with a bullet. Mm-hmm. And question two, what took thought to what effect, what fight scene, what monster, what hero was our uh, favorite this time? Uh, uh, Dark Knight, 100%. I, I loved, um, I, I know we've seen it before, but I always love getting to see Shogu transform. Um, I am a very big Batman fan, so the fact that he calls himself the Dark Knight and his transformation power is called Blackout, I was here for it, 100%. Like, he's my favorite, hands down. Mm-hmm. What about you, David? It's, it's Shogo fighting fucking Xandar. Like, Bar Barnett, like, mm-hmm. they're fighting, he fucking kicks him through a door into a house, the house explodes, they're still sword fighting after it explodes. It's a, it's an awesome 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 scene yes um i liked um the um scene where they um had uh my bullshit answer is when gowser eats that lady and he's like special effects (laughs) stop motion that needs a gif yeah that does uh my less bullshit answer is uh or less like comedy answer has to be um when akira goes on the roof and is like I can't pierce this guy's armor. I better get a jetpack and just like is like in the jetpack form, which is like all miniatures. It does not look great, but it's also just like, you know what? Why not? This is fun. It's shitty in the best way. Right. And uh, last, certainly not least, what were the best outfits we saw? Because we had a lot of like brand name yellow outfits like this time. Like a lot of people like wearing like, ooh, it's Andre or something like rhinestones. But mm-hmm. best outfit. What was your favorite? For me, I think it's uh when they show um the oh god, what is her name? The thief when she's in the penthouse. Yes. And it's just that whole scene, just like I know it's entirely meant to like convey money and like privilege and everything, but just the way she was dressed, the way her all her little henchmen were dressed, and she's just tossing out these dollar bills, like that was such a great scene to me. And I love just how everyone just 
looked like almost like they were from an 80s yacht club or something. It was just incredible. I loved all the costumes for that. All the boys laughing. Yes, exactly. It was just, it was such a fun scene. For me, um, I'm going to have to say it's a Kimmy's get up when she shows back up and it's just like that fluorescent pink fucking jumpsuit yes. thing. Mm-hmm. She always brings the heat. Sure. Yeah, she her. does. It helps that uh, I guess her face isn't way too small, I guess, is part of it. There you oh, go. Whatever that is. No. I mean, but, the biggest part, if you ask Rui. Yeah. No. Um. Number one. I like the detectives that keep capturing Kakira, just our full on Miami Vice, but yes. like just like big jackets and like V neck polos or whatever they're doing. It's wild. And to that point, I have to say that, and I know I'm kind of behind on this because this was the last batch of episodes, but the bankers are probably two of my favorite characters that just, like, show up every once in a while. And it's just because they're so, like, dismal and sad, and they just kind of do whatever Akira says. There's just something about them that I kind of miss having them in these newer episodes, just because every, like, three or four episodes, they'd pop up and just show this great comedic relief. So I'm I'm disappointed they're not around anymore. I mean, they must come back. But one of my favorite little jokes is when they blow a hole in the bank and then like the boys are about to leave and they're like, OK, fill this. <laughs> and, and he has to stand yep. there and take the heat. Yes. <laughs> to circle back, my joke that would have gone viral or like gone past th- this whole show probably would have been the I mortgaged my house for this slide. Yes. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I love it. Uh, but yeah, um, here we are, though. We're at the end. Next week is uh, our confusing other podcast where we have restarted on a build and Jetman, but kept on on Geats. So next week is uh, me and Kobzik Senpai talking about uh, Come Murder Geats 18 and 19, and then um, episode 44 of both Come Murder Build and Chojo Zai Jetman. And then uh, in two weeks, this show comes back to look at episodes 30 through 34 of Changer On. And only two more of these before we are done and i think uh we are switching over to galragan i think uh, uh, uh depending <laughs> but um on that note though uh steph we're gonna find you and you're not talking about tokusatsu um definitely come find me on www.arcademilitia.com um i know that we have been behind in publishing but we are banking some episodes now we're about to return to a completely normal schedule um and you can find me on Instagram at nobody much. Um, I post a lot of just random pictures. So, you know, find me if you want to. If you don't, fine. It's whatever. David? Uh, you can find me on the Tokyo Fresh podcast on Instagram or my personal Instagram at Zyrell. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, this week, we're talking about a little bit of more of a heavier subject. So that'll be up to day probably but you're not gonna hear this until probably next week so it'll be up by the time <laughs> you hear this if you want to go watch it okay uh is that your first one back or your second one uh, back? third one back okay okay yeah well that's good at least the first one's like not quite a doubt for them but uh yeah um you could find um me um on co-host at james d um on twitter at james forge the podcast on co-host at common ride um, and on Twitter at Common Ride with me. Um, 
the slow death of Twitter is a half death. It's uh, just kind of a half there. It's kind of slowly kind of keep it worse. So we're still there. But um, <laughs> please check out um, com for episodes and articles. There is slash merch. Make that to our merch with uh, proceeds going to charities like the Short Project. Um, there is com slash episodes. Link that to different platforms. Uh, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And yeah, uh, do send in questions and stuff and uh, to uh, podcast at com. Uh, we read a couple today, but also their stuff. Like if you want to pitch something, like if like there is a like show where you're like, hey, like people aren't seeing this, let us know why. Yeah, and I I will tell you as I told Kip and David earlier, I freaking love questions. So you guys bring those on. But for now, everybody, uh, what did we learn today to close this out? What is our parting message, our lesson, our wisdom? Uh, mine is if you're gonna fall in love, fall in love with the governor of Japan. I feel like that's a really great way to get you where you want to go. Okay, what would that title be if it was a couple years ago? Like, would have been like. Would have been like Abe, my baby, or something like something like that. <laughs> uh, Japan changes. Actually, the last governor of Tokyo was a lady. Oh, uh, he's also dead, I mean, so I know he's not. Well, I mean, uh, currently. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? Oh, I mean. Well, yeah, yeah you, mm. <laughs> we'll okay, talk about fair it. enough. We're not, we're not digging yeah, too deep. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the episode. Everybody, chill out. If you want to <laughs> hear about uh, why he got shot, I got an episode already uploaded about cults. <laughs> Go listen to it. It's very informative. Tokyo Fresh. Uh, uh, Dave, what did you learn today? I learned that you should probably eat with your mouth closed and not on the street. Because no one wants to see that. There you go. Amen. I learned that sometimes you just gotta let somebody win. <laughs> and win and win and win until they feel good about themselves. And if they don't, just run away. <laughs>